Well, get your Bibles out and go to Ephesians chapter 6. You know, there's nothing like a good old overseas trip to wake you up to some truths in the Bible. And I'm not going to preach on Israel tonight. But I am going to preach on um, prayer again. We're in a prayer revolution, and I want to stay on this. Um, so much so, so much going on in America, so much going on in the world that as a church and the church in America, we must pray. We must. And, and I'm going to say this, and I say it over and over again, and, I, and I'm going to say it until you wake up. God cannot answer a prayer you don't ask. That has to hit you one day. Prayer's fun. But God is completely limited by your prayer. If you don't ask him, he's not doing anything. If you're not praying, he's not moving. Now, um, we're going to talk about, uh, it's called, it's an inside job. I got the sermon titles called and it's an inside job. And I want to talk to you for a little bit tonight about God in you. Um, we're walking around with God in you. And so often, um, we're looking for God to answer your prayers on the outside. Most of the time, your, your prayer is going to get answered inside of you. And a lot of times people are looking, it's like we live in the world, we live in a physical world, we're looking for the answer to come from heaven. It's, it, most of the time it's not coming from heaven, it's coming from inside of you. I, I was talking to a guy one day and I, I just made a statement and I said, well, God came in the room when I came in, I brought him with me. That the mindset, the church still does not have a mindset, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're walking around acting like we're divorced from God. He's in heaven, we're down here, and we're doing everything in our power to hear what he has to say and to get a hold of him. And to some degree, that is true. There is a God sitting in heaven. I'm not saying there's not. In Ephesians chapter 6, let's look at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You're not wrestling flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, of this age, the darkness of this age, and spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you'll be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Stand, therefore, having gird your waist with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, put on the shield of faith, which you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. It's important you understand that you're going to pray even in the natural in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, um, go back up to 
6.10, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let me ask you a question. When Jesus was here walking, did he need help? We got no's and yeses. Yes, he did. Now, I ask that not to embarrass you, but we've all kind of had this idea that Jesus was the energizer bunny and he didn't ever need any help. Well, that simply isn't the truth because how, why is it then that when he started his public ministry, God sent him to the Jordan River, baptized by John and the Holy Ghost came on him. Did he need him? Could he have made it without him? No. Now, that almost sounds blasphemous. Because we've sort of stuck Jesus off in a little corner all by himself. He's God incarnate. But he didn't do anything on the earth as God. He did it totally as a man. He left deity behind. You know, I read a book one time, all the miracles Jesus did when he was 12 and 14 and walking on water with it. That's all hooey. Go with the word of God. He didn't do anything. The Bible says in John that, was, that the miracle of, of the, of the um, turning the water into wine was his first miracle. He didn't do anything without the Holy Spirit helping him. As a matter of fact, if you say this, and, it, and I want it to kind of shock us a little bit, he couldn't. He was limited. So my question is, if he needed him, do you? You better believe you do. You better believe you do. Because you're not going to make it very far without him. Now, I, I, I am aware that we are a church of tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy rollers. We told our tour guide this time, he's a Jewish guy, which, and, and we've invited him to come here in February next year. Is he saved? I think so, but I'm not sure. You say, well, why would you have him to get him saved? But he has a massive wealth of Jesus, whether he's saved or not. And uh, Old Testament, New Testament, he's just a brain. I thought you'd enjoy that. But you know, I, I looked at him when I first, this week, because we had him last year, and, and he asked me if I wanted to go, and, and please, all of you ex-Catholics, please don't throw anything at me. <laughs> there are sites in Israel that the, every time the Catholics find a spot, they build a stupid church on it. They say, well, this is the spot, but there's a church standing here. And you, well, you can't see it anymore. And anyway, there's a spot there. They say Jesus down the cross, and it's not. And I'm glad that they didn't know where it was because they built a church where he didn't die. And where he died, you can find it outside the city because it's ain't nobody. There's a bus station there, and ain't nobody messed with it because nobody knows. So I looked at him, and, and I was talking to the tour guide, and I says, "I guess you figured out that we're tongue talking, devil chasing, holy rollers." He said, "I had that figured out the first ten minutes I met y'all." <laughs> <laughs> 
In other words, he's already figured out there's flavors. And he kind of likes our flavor, so that's good. He, he was very comfortable with us, and he was very comfortable talking to us about people kissing rocks and trying to get to Jesus and all kind of stupidity that goes on in Israel. There's all kind of goofy stuff that goes on. <coughs> but I looked at him and I said, well, I guess you can understand that we're, you know, we're, we, we believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. And we sang in the spirit right in front of him and everybody else. You have to understand, they still, there's so many languages there and nobody pays any attention to it anyway. When you sit down and start singing, they figured you're either Arab, Portuguese, Spanish. They don't know what you are, you know. Um, I was in Venezuela one time. I laid hands on a boy and got filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in English. That was cool. His prayer language was English. He's laying on the floor worshiping God in perfect English. And I'm going, now that is neat. He spoke better English than me anyway. So so, uh, having said that. You know, this idea that for some reason or another, God knew we needed the Holy Ghost. And I said all that I just said because I, I'm, I'm not an elitist where I think I'm better than people, but by God, am I glad I got him. I would hate to be a Christian who thinks that all this was done away with and trying to live life without this guy. How are they doing it? I don't have any idea because I'm having a tough time with him. And we're going to talk about that. The devil is doing everything in his power to take you out. Did you know that? If you don't know it, then you need to wake up and smell the coffee. He's attacking your mind. If he can't attack your mind, he's using somebody in your house. If he can't get anybody in your house to cooperate, he's got somebody at work giving you trouble. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's, he's working on you to get you out of the word Stop going to church. Stop praying. And it's called discouragement. So if y'all haven't had any trouble since you've been saved, you're not. <laughs> Did Paul have trouble? Yes. I mean, a long list of trouble. And I think it's a shock when you realize that a lot of the stuff you're going through, you didn't cause it. You know, there's things I've caused, but there's a lot of stuff that happens to me. I didn't cause it. There's people that don't like me and there's no reason for it. There's people that don't like you. You got family members that don't like you. They're troublemakers and you've done nothing wrong. And it's the devil. So we're reading this scripture and I want to read it again because I want you to get a hold of this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. What might? The, the spirit that brought him up out of hell. In other words, you're going to need strength you can't produce. 
You need wisdom you can't produce. You need an anointing you can't produce. You need God in you living big. Now the devil's already figured out that he can't whip God. But he's already figured out he can whip you if he can get you to quit walking with him. I'm going to say it one more time. I got to come over here because I didn't get I didn't get the roar I wanted. You see, you're you're fodder to Satan. You're a chicken. You have you're a sheep. You have no natural ability. There's no kung fu sheep. They have ninja turtles, kangaroos, but there are no kung fu sheep because a sheep is a dumb animal. He is, he's dumb. He has no ability. He gets full of fleece. He gets, he's laid down in water. He'll die. He can't find a water source without a shepherd or he'll die. If he wanders off, he'll die. If the shepherd's not there to anoint his head, he'll die. You, you know, I'm no, I, know that you, I know there's people right now, they really have got this thing figured out. They don't need a church, but it won't be long. They'll figure out they're just dumb sheep. And poor God, if he had any sense, he'd have given you a shepherd. Oh, he did. But you know, the devil knows that you're no threat. But you fill a sheep full of God, Satan has a problem with that. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? So he's talking here, Paul's writing, he's talking about prayer. We're going to get into prayer. But he's talking about the fact that God, got, God loves you, so love the world. He gave his only begotten son. But he left you in a bad world. And he knows it. He's like, well, I love you, Teresa. God, it's, but there's a devil down there. I love you, Betty Mae, but there's a devil down there. I love you, Zach and Amber. But let me tell you a little secret. There's a devil and he don't like you. So, so then Jesus makes a statement. He said, but I'm going to send you another comforter. who will. I'm not leaving you orphans. I'm not leaving you alone. And he will not only be with you, but hey, he's going to... I mean, the same guy that God gave me and we won. The same guy that God sent down into hell to get me out, I'm sending him to help you. Do you need it? Oh, yeah, you need him. Oh, yeah, we need him. As a matter of fact, if you're here tonight, he got you here. He's been helping you because you've already been in messes you could not have gotten out of. He's already helped you with stuff 
you didn't know what you were doing. He's already been helping you with your prayers and you didn't know how to pray about it. <laughs> so Paul starts off and he makes a statement. Finally, my brethren, I want you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. We're not going to get into all of that tonight. That's not my sermon. So you'll stand against the wiles of the devil because he's there. You're not wrestling people. Oh my God, you think you are. You get into that, you're going to get bitter. And you're going to get out of fellowship with God. Listen, it's going to sure look like it's your spouse. You're going to go, oh God, I got this figured out. It is, it is a human. No. No, it's not. They're just yielding to the devil, and they need you to just pray for them. You got to walk in love, guys. And by the way, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by who? You don't get full of the Holy Ghost. You don't have a drop of agape. You're just as mean as everybody else in America if you don't get full of God. So am I. Don't get all bent out of shape. For you're not wrestling flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Take the whole armor of God so you're able to withstand in the evil day, day having done all to stand, stand therefore. Look at Ephesians chapter, um, go to John 14, 16. Let me back up a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. Go to 14, 16. I want you to see this in your Bible. Because if the Holy Ghost helped Jesus, do you think he's got what it takes to help you? Yeah, he does. Now, the devil will tell you that, well, yeah, you, you got the Holy Ghost, but. Yeah, you're saved, but. Now, did, did, G, did Satan ask, say to Jesus, if you're the son of God, has he ever told you you're not saved? He will. Or you're not loved. Or he don't care. Or you ain't no good anyway. Or... He don't, he's relentless. He's always looking for a loophole. Don't give him one. Now, I'm saying all this because I want to warn you of something. It is a privilege to walk with God. Don't think for a moment you're going to play and win. You're not. You're going to stay full of God the Holy Ghost or you're going to lose the fight. That's why I'm saying all this. It's a privilege to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to stay full. And I want you, I want you to cherish the relationship and understand that you don't need to worry so much about the devil's tactics as you do you just walking and staying full of the Holy Ghost. God in you will take care of you. But you need to be able to hear what he's saying in you. 
You need to be able to hear where he's telling you to go. You need to hear what scripture he's given you. You need to hear what book he wants you to read. It's not okay to just go through life and whatever. He's in there to help you, but he needs a little tiny bit of cooperation. Amen. Listen to this. I'm going to pray to the Father, and he'll give you another helper, and he'll abide with you forever. Now, that means that there are things you'll never be able to change without him. David didn't kill Goliath without help. Moses did not split a sea without help. You're not going to live this life without some help. And you need to know, your help doesn't come from the hills. David might have said that, but you're not under that covenant. David didn't have the Holy Ghost in him. You don't need to look real far for help. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. When I was in Israel... You'll notice I'm still coughing a tiny bit. I'm, re- I'm recovered. I climbed a mountain and got sweaty and got cold and then climbed down and got sweaty and got cold. And I did that four times one day. And by that night, I was plastered to the wall. And I went, oh, Lord. You know, sometimes you get sick because you're just not smart. And I, you know... Um, You just do something dumb, like you think, well, it's not all that cold out. I'll wear a light jacket. Well, that doesn't work when you get up on top of the mountain. You need your coat up there and your jacket down here, and I hadn't figured out how to do that yet. (laughs) And I will before I go back. I think the key is to wear wool. Anyway, so, you know, I'm in my room, and I'm praying, and I'm going, okay, I, I, I need some help. It's four in the morning and I can't breathe and I can't get to a pharmacy and I'm going, you're in me, I need help. Well, it, it, he just said something very simple to me. Go into the um, reception area, they have hot tea, get something hot on your throat until you can get up. And I went in there and Sure enough, they had hot water and tea. And anyway, Justin was glad I left the room because he wanted to sleep. (laughs) And he finally ran me off. And anyway, um, but you know, it's nice knowing that there's somebody there. I'm going to say it again. You know, I, I realize that I'm not being real spiritual now, but sometimes you just need to sit down and go, Now, Holy Ghost, I know what the word says, but what would you do if you were me? Well, I'd go in there and get a glass of hot tea if I was you. That's a good idea. I mean, it might be simple. But when you're you're sitting in the bed trying to breathe because your throat's clogged up, and and you're just like, well, I mean, I'm just trying to use my faith right now, but I'd just like to be able to breathe while I'm waiting to use my faith, 
Come on, y'all, don't shout me down. And having the Holy Spirit talk to you at four in the morning in a foreign country and tell you where you can go get some hot tea immediately. I'm like, well, I think that would work real good. And I went in there and they had echinacea and, and all other stuff in there. And I just made me a big old tea and put some, put some honey in it and just sat out there and worshiped God and prayed in tongues. Waited for the sun to come up. Oh, anyway, never mind. He's a helper. Sometimes you just need some good old right now. Help him right now. I've told stories about him helping me hunt, but I didn't need to get a deer or nothing. Go, go, go to John 16. I want you to read this one too. 16, 12. Please read them because it's good. I have a lot I want to say to you, but you can't bear it now. Look at this next one. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to guide you into how much truth? All of it. Is that only for me? How about Andrew Walmack? Is that only for Andrew? How about Kenneth Hagin? Is that only for? No. See, the devil will lie to you. There's, there's things that he'll show men of God. But he said he'll show you truth. Not just Bible truth. Now, what I'm telling you now is that I, I have a lot of books. But when I get in trouble, I, I don't know which one to read. And I don't know whether you all know this or not. The Bible's pretty decent size. Which scripture do you think I should be standing on right this minute? It's not a, I don't think he's just talking there about teaching you the Bible. I think he's talking to you also when you get in trouble. Because he said, put on the whole armor of God. So he says, he'll lead you into all truth. And he'll speak of his own authority and whatever he hears, he'll speak. And he'll even show you things to come. So in other words, whatever Jesus says in heaven, the Holy Spirit will whisper it to you. So when you're praying, you've got someone inside you. Now, I don't know about you. I wouldn't have never made it to to this place without him. I'd have never made it this far. I would, folks, I don't know, I don't know what I would do. Without God the Holy Ghost inside me. I don't even want to fathom that. So, because of all the things he's, you know, I've been in messes before. And and it seems like if you live for God long enough, you're going to get in one. And like I said, I don't mean you caused it. Did Paul get in a mess? Did he cause it? No, he didn't cause it. There's just things the devil's doing to try to take you out. And you don't even know what it is he's trying to do. Much less how to get out of the mess. We're going to get into that in a minute. But he'll take you to all truth. Now go to Ephesians 3.16. Just turn the page to the left one and flip it and we'll go. 
<coughs> it says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with mighty power through his spirit in your inner man. It says in verse 20, look at this. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to God in heaven. According to what? Where? In you. All right, now I'm going to make a statement and don't get mad at me. He said, according to the power working in you. So listen to me. He's not always working. Sometimes he's dormant. Sometimes he's not doing anything. Why? Because you're not praying. I just, I just, I just said a mouthful. You, think about this because you've had problems and, you're, and I know you've thought this. I got the spirit that brought Jesus out of hell and I have one demon whipping the mud out of me right now. And you do. You, you know, I use this as an analogy to explain denominational Christianity. A Baptist is a person who has a school bus and they no longer believe in cranking the engine. A Pentecostal is a person that has a school bus and they crank it on Sunday. But a charismatic is a Christian that put it in drive and drove down the road in it. The power is for you daily. God gave you an engine in your car, not so you can push the car. He didn't give you a car so you can wax it and worship it. <coughs> he gave you a car with the power to get you where you need to go. But it's not doing you any good if you don't put gas in it and crank it. I'll come over here and preach because I know this went right over your head. There needs to be some rum, rum, rum. Boy, that went over y'all's head. Let me interpret that. When are you going to crank it up? Oh, I did Sunday for three minutes. Well, if that's all you used your car, we know why you stink. Because you've been walking to the store. Folks, it's not smart to walk to the store and you own a car. It's not smart. Life is hard. Well, it wouldn't be if you used the car he gave you. Are y'all out there or did you go home? 
you've been endued with power from on high. But, he, but if you're not giving him voice, <coughs> he's not doing anything. Well, I'll tell you how I feel. Well, then walk. I've never felt the alternator charge the battery. But apparently it is because it's cranking. I've never felt the spark plugs sparking. Feelings don't have a thing to do with it. He said, I've given you the keys. Use them. Put them in. And then while you're at it, there's a CD player in it or a stereo or whatever you have in yours now. I know mine doesn't even have one anymore. It just, I had to put a, an Apple thing and plug it into the USB port and listen to all of them. Justin made up all these, put in a little box and it floats around on my dash and but Keith Moore's in there, and Andrew Walmack's in there, and Kenneth Hagin's in there, and I just get in and poke one of them and listen to them on the way down the road. It's a benefit, and you don't have to if you don't want to. But you're dumb if you don't. And not only that, it has an air conditioner in it. You can roll the windows up and turn it on. It's not going to. It's okay. That's called the prosperity message. You don't have to sweat and drive. Boy, I'm preaching good. If all those benefits are on the vehicle, use them. If he gave you all these benefits, for Pete's sake, use the things. Anyway, let's come back over here. Are y'all okay? Now, there's a, there's a reason that God is not moving stronger. You're not praying. So go back over to Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to read something to you. <coughs> and I'm not going to read it in Greek or Hebrew. I'm going to read it in Holy Ghost. Praying always, verse 18, with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now, folks, I don't know another way to explain this, so I'm just going to derelize it. You know that there's times when you're praying in tongues and all you're doing is worshiping. That's, that's, it's, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes all you need to be doing is worshiping God. But there are times... And I don't know how to explain this other than a bicycle. Do y'all remember when you were kids? I know Zach remembers this. And the chain would come off for a guy. That's deadly. But you're just pedaling like crazy and you're not going anywhere. You need to feel that uh, when you hit the pedal so the bike moves. 
I don't know how to explain to you, but there are times when I'm praying and I'm shandai, shandai, tie my bow tie. Rabadan de pedatan de bedikin de sin de placateli. And it goes into, yield to it. Apparently, he's, he's making some real serious communication with God for you about something you need. Now, you know, see what happens to us is we get in our head. Well, that sounds weird to me. I can't for the life of me figure out why God would have me praying. And so you're like, well, Betty prays pretty languages. And mine is not pretty. You get in your head. And it isn't about two minutes, don't shout me down, that you're back over there in English. Oh, God. And the Holy Ghost steps back, crosses his arms, and sits down and goes, we were doing good. We had this thing wrapped up. Or you're in the middle of praying in tongues. And you remembered that you didn't get the trash to the road. <laughs> Anybody out here a memer? I'm the only one that ever had. <coughs> or did you remember to turn the stove off a while ago? And now, <coughs> excuse me, all of this good praying you were doing. Holy Ghost, please sit down right there and just, I'll be back someday this week. (laughs) Well, I just realized I have a lot to do today. Are y'all okay? Praying always with all kinds of prayer in the spirit. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I've prayed in, in English, and, and it was good, limited, and I've prayed in tongues. But I'm going to tell you something. There's something about the Holy Ghost getting on you. And you're just like, I don't know how to say it. You're hitting on all eight. I mean, you're just, yeah. Stay there a while. Nothing you were going to do matters. Do you understand that? You've, You've got all the hell you're dealing with you can't fix. And now you're fixing it. And you might think that tongue talkers know this. No, we don't. We have people in this church that haven't prayed in months in the Holy Ghost. Bible says, don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll guide your paths. He gave you a helper to do what you can't. And I'm going to tell you something. 
You're, you're gonna, you need to crank that motor up and let that engine roar. Now, I, I'm like, I'm a little like Bob and Zach here, so please forgive me. I, I like a good, strong engine. When Justin and I were in um, Israel, we went off alone for three or four days. We went down to the aviation museum. We couldn't see the airport, but by God, you could hear it. And every time one of those raptors took off, everything in the museum shook. I mean, it's like, and all the books on the bookshelves are just vibrating. And you're just looking and all you see is those green trees. And I said, I know he's there somewhere, Justin. We said, well, we were hoping to see one of them and we never saw nothing, but they were there. And I turned to Justin, I said, anything with power is noisy. Don't get mad at me. That's why we know you don't have any because I never heard you make no noise. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. God bless the family. Amen. That's about lame, guys. That, that's no power there. So I'm really thinking about taking those Honda Toyota mufflers off and put on something real. I just like to hear something run sometimes. Just Anyway, that's why when I had a motorcycle, I took, never mind. They all made me ride in the back so they could talk. Kenny did. He wanted to hear his stereo. Nobody hear nothing if I'm beside you. Cause... Are y'all getting any of this? It says, according to the power working in you. Well, what if ain't nothing working? then nothing's being done. Folks, I'm saying all this because of this. We need to start praying. Now listen to me. Don't get mad at me. I'm talking about some serious prayer meetings. I'm not talking about getting loud so God would hear you. We know he doesn't hear you because you're loud. But he doesn't hear you because you're quiet either. You need to hear you. This nation, this church needs some power. It's not being done by intellect. You're not learning a thing tonight listening to me preach. Unless I can't get you to go home and pray, we wasted our night. But I'm telling you what, if we can bit the church up and start walking through your house and praying in the Holy Ghost, 
all those problems you're having will start melting like ice cream on the deck of a 55 Chevrolet in Daytona Beach in July. I mean, you got little You got some power in you. You're son of God. Same Holy Ghost raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. What do you think that sounds like when you open your mouth? Heavenly Father, we want to pray about America. I mean, we need to do some serious, the prayers of a man in right standing with God makes tremendous power available. (laughs) Elijah was a man with like passions as you. But when he prayed, heaven stopped raining. And when he prayed again, it rained. That's old covenant. Now, Lisa already told you the story about our poor guide. He was so happy that it's been raining every morning, every afternoon, and every night in the Galilee until we came. And we told him, it won't rain while we're here. And he didn't. He didn't think much of that. So we got in the bus and went out and it sprinkled a little bit and all the tongue-talking devil chasing holy rollers from word of life told it to stop. And it did. Now, I didn't tell it to stop all over Israel, just not rain on us. And it didn't. So we told him at the last dinner, we will pray now and it'll rain tomorrow. While we're on our way home, Lisa got on the plane and it rained on me. (laughs) But I didn't care. I was fine. That's some power, guys. Let me tell you another story. I love stories. I, I, I want you to get a revelation of who you are. If I ever do get it in your head, you're going to change the world. Mary Fran's walking down the street one day. It's raining. She said, Lord, it's raining. She said, Mary Fran, tell it to quit. It stopped raining only on her. Everywhere she walked. It rained 10 feet in front of her. It rained 10 feet behind her. Everywhere she went. Folks, there's more to this than we've ever tapped. When he says you be strong in the Lord, in the dunamis of his might, that's the same word, the mighty power that brought him out of hell. We're walking around with that. This is awesome. I don't think that the church ever really, I don't think any group of people 
Brother Hagen made a statement. He says, some of us have stepped into the edge of it. Jack Coe used to rip tumors off of people's faces. Smith Wigglesworth raised 38 men from the dead. There's more to this than we've tapped. I'm talking about myself also. Are y'all game? Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Do you think there's a connection? I do. I do. I'm doing pretty good. I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm hitting on it now. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. If y'all don't mind, I want to read something from my Sparkling Gems Rick Renner book. I, I love this book. If you don't own one, you, you need to get one. This thing, I talked to Cindy Duval and I said, Cindy, this is... I turned this, it's supposed to be a devotional, whatever that's worth. I don't use it as a devotional. I'm, I use it as a constant reference book. When I want to know a word, I go to the back and I read it, and then he's got that month, whatever month that is. I don't care. But Rick Renner is one smart cookie. Man, this guy is sharp. I want to read this to you. (coughs) The Greek word, don't ask me. S-U-N-A-T-I-L-A-M-B-A-N-O. Translated help. Powerfully conveys the same idea of a partnership in a cooperation to remove an obstacle. It tells us the Holy Spirit literally becomes one with us in the task of removing every obstacle. In the midst of your weakness, when you are inadequate to get the job done, the Holy Spirit says, let me grab a hold of that hindrance with you and you and I will push it together until it's moved out of the way. In the name of the book, I knew it. Sparkling Gems number two, Rick Renner. I knew y'all would want to know this. October 6, page 911. Folks, what I'm about to read right now is absolutely powerful. When you learn, I mean this, I don't know Greek, but all I need to know is Rick. Let him do all the hard work. In this way, way, prayer becomes a twofold partnership between you and the Holy Spirit. When that reality becomes a revelation to your heart, and when you realize that your prayers are not something you're responsible for alone, it'll change your prayer life. You are facing things that are impossible, but not with God. Well, then how do we do that? In the spirit. 
Y'all getting this? All right. I said that because of this. Listen, my father-in-law, I call him my father-in-law. He's not my father-in-law. My sister's father-in-law. My sister Robin married Johnny Hammond, and Johnny's daddy was a Church of God preacher. And you will never meet a finer Christian in your life. Church of God preacher, Pentecostal. And I don't have anything negative to say about his character at all. But they were very ignorant being Pentecostals of the Holy Ghost. He said to me one day, have you ever heard of a guy named Norville Hayes? I said, yes. His name's Curtis. He's a man that is so my senior, I just so much respect for him, even though there's things he didn't know. You, you need to be respectful of people who've been in ministry. Don't just because you might know something. So he said to me, you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. Well, I believed it. He didn't. He said, I prayed in tongues in an elevator today. Do you know what that meant to him? The only time he ever prayed in tongues was church. He had a gift and never used it. Now, that's, that's, that's sad. But we've got charismatics right now. You have a gift, and you're not doing anything with it. Say, that's changing. You're going to have to make yourself pray because your flesh is lazy. Well, that's why Jesus said, could you not pray at least one hour? That would be phenomenal for most Christians. I'm doing good. But we're hitting on something that's going to change your life if you'll listen. You got to get this. Verse 26 says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our infirmities. That word is weakness is not well, it, disease and sickness, yes. It's the Greek word anesthesia, which would be better translated, I, I made that up. A-S-T-H-E-N-I-A, something. Which would be better translated weakness. It's also described people who are sick, ailing in their bodies, mind, or emotions, Frequently, it's used to describe people who are spiritually weak. Thus, we see that the Holy Spirit comes to help us because we are A-S-T-H-E-N-I-A. We are simply too weak physically, mentally, or spiritually. And by ourselves, we do not have what it takes to get the job done. That is why we need our partner to help us. We simply cannot pray like we need to by ourselves. So, so the Holy Spirit comes to assist us in prayer, throwing his weight against our weakness to remove them from our lives. The truth is, according to this verse, we cannot remove anything from our lives without the Holy Spirit's assistance. 
That is why he comes to bear the responsibility for you, assisting us in removing anything in our lives that's ailing, whether it's frail in body, sick in a mental state, or weakness in your spiritual walk. You're not going to make it without him. And you're going to learn to pray in the spirit. Or you're just going to go through life weak. The devil is doing everything in his power to stop you. He's doing everything in his power to keep you out of the church. Look around the building. He's winning. There's a lot of people in this church. Their lives are messed up. And we're not going to get you fixed because you come up here and someone else does your praying for you. And your friends are not doing your praying for you either. Neither is your mother. All right, now listen to me. How many, do y'all want to know how many times a week I hear, Pastor, pray for me? No. I'm not going to do it, you lazy thing. I didn't get a good, I got to come over here. I'm about to. You don't pay me enough. To stay up all hours of the night praying for you. (coughs) Does that mean that I don't some? Yes, if the Lord lays it on me. But my job description is poimain. Pastor, it means feed you. Not Pet you, feed you. So let's get it straight. I'm not going to get the dictionary out for you and find out how to spell your word. I'm not flossing your teeth for you. I'm not coming to your house and arrange your underwear drawer. And I ain't doing your praying for you either. You're to learn to do it yourself. Now understand there's a time when you're a baby Christian, people get around you and pray and build you up, but you need to stick in church long enough and keep your stupid children in church long enough to be pastored. Or they're going to fail in life. I don't give a rip what kind of business degree they have. I'm getting too strong. Folks, you got to teach your kids how to pray. Don't ask them. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to brag on one person in this church. Well, I should brag on two. Caleb Hayward has never had a chance to not pray. 
Betty makes him. I know this for a fact, and she may turn red. I don't care. She picks him up for school. You pray in tongues on the way to school, or you don't ride down the road with Betty May. So Caleb, he's got some spirituality, but it ain't because he's all that. He just got a tongue-talking, devil-chasing grandma. And I have people all the time, I pray for my kids. No. You pray for them, and you go in the bedroom at night and don't ask them. I don't want to. Slap them and then make them pray. When the boys were growing up, and I'll brag on Lisa, you prayed in tongues in my house or you didn't eat. The boys read their Bible and prayed in tongues every day. They thought everybody on the earth did this. They had no earthly idea that everybody else on the street wasn't praying in tongues. <laughs> so I got to tell a story on Jordan. I got two minutes. Y'all want to hear this? Lisa puts him in Hampton Dubot. And what grade was he in? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. And the scripture that day was Acts 2 4. And, and the teacher, which is not a spirit filled Christian, was reading Acts 2 4. And Jordan says, I know what that is. And she says, Jordan, what is that? And he goes, he just lights out in tongues. See, they didn't know. They thought the whole world prayed in tongues. Our boys prayed in tongues every night when we put them to bed. Oh, we didn't put them to bed. They, they read their scripture and prayed in the Holy Ghost. And they're still praying in the Holy Ghost. They may not have everything together, but they still pray in the Holy Ghost. That's right. Now, Betty May, I didn't mean to embarrass you, but is that the truth? Say, that's a good grandma. But see, listen to this. What the scripture train a child, I know, and I know I'm all. It's the same word for train a horse. It means make it mind. You don't ask a horse if it wants to neck rein. You don't ask it if it wants to stop and stand. You tell it. And you don't ask your kids nothing. That's what it means when it says train them in the way they should go. You have them praying in tongues every hour of their life until they hit 18. They're not going to backslide. 
That's around, that's so normal around our house. If you ever come by our house, you're liable to hear someone either singing or praying in tongues. And, and the workers who work in our house, they don't know any difference. They just think I'm a Spanish preacher. <laughs> or something. I'm out of, I'm out of scripture. Now, Betty said something that's very true, and, and I don't want, don't ever get in condemnation that you hit a wall. If you're saved, you're going to hit a wall. You are going to have days that are hell. Are y'all out there? Don't look at me and, that's a bad confession. Shut up, stupid. I get so tired of that kind of stupidity. Many are the afflictions. The devil, he just told you, the devil is going to do stuff. And you're going to feel hopeless. You're going to feel discouraged. You're going to feel weak. And you won't know what to do. Nothing wrong with you. You're not a weirdo. And you're going to go, God, thank you that I got some inside help right now. Because if I don't, all I know to do right now is pray in the spirit. I don't have time to do it tonight. But I've had stuff hit my mind just, just discouragement. I don't tell y'all. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. It might mean something right with me. Yeah. Satan don't want me to keep preaching. If you're doing anything for God, he's going to hit you. And you're going to find out how big he is. Amen. Kenneth Copeland looked at me. I'm sitting where Angie's sitting in one of his meetings. I always get as close as I can. And he leaned over and he says, you've underestimated your enemy. Mark Hankins right now, his grandson is dealing with leukemia. There's a time that Trina had a brain tumor. Mary Fran's daughter's in a wreck with her brain on them. 
Don't, don't look at me and tell me that people don't have problems. You have, there's all kinds of stuff that happens to people. But then again, he said, greater is he that is living on the inside of me than he that's in this world. Greater, the greater one is living inside of me. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me and he will quicken my mortal body. And praying with all prayer in the spirit. Folks, if you're going to make it, you're going to pray. And if you're going to make it, you're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And, and don't look down at people who don't have it. But I mean, if they ever get curious, look at them and say, well, I highly recommend you get filled with the Holy Ghost. While we're on this trip, what's the little girl's name, Lisa? Diana. Diana. There's a little girl from North Carolina. I forgot who brought her. Sherry. 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 Well, we were walking down a trail someplace near the gates of hell. And I looked at her and I said, you feel what Holy Ghost speaking tongues? She goes, nope. I said, want to know? She goes, yep. So we had us a talk for about an hour. And that, that, I think it was the ni- next night we were having dinner. And I sat down and I said, you ready to get filled? I was trying to get Libby to pray for her in the room. And she said, what about now? So we're sitting there in a restaurant. Got her filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. If I find out, if, I'm, if you hang around me any, any time... I'll find out if you're saved, and if you are, I'm going to get you filled with the Holy Ghost. That's good. Amen. Because you, 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 better, you better get this Holy Ghost guy inside you. Does this help, y'all? I, I, I said all this because for whatever reason, we, we want to pretend that we never have any problems. Oh, that's a joke. And then you don't want to admit it because then that would be such a lack of faith. I don't want anybody to know I'm going through trouble. We can tell by looking at your face you're going through trouble. But I'm going to tell you this, the greater one is in you. And you are not ever going to go through anything here alone. So I'm in Israel four in the morning, can't breathe. You know what I do? I, see, I couldn't even pray in tongues because I couldn't breathe. That's why I had to go out and get some tea. And then I'm sitting out there with this Jewish boy. Four in the morning, praying in tongues. What else am I going to do? I didn't know what else to do. I have no idea what to do. You think I care what they think? I don't care what they think. They didn't pay any attention. They just read the newspaper over there. I mean, I had me some good prayer meetings. Just me and God and the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm still alive and doing well. I'll be alive and doing well next time you see me too. Now, I didn't say I wouldn't hit a wall between now and then, but I will be doing good. Amen. 
Say it one more time. The greater one lives on the inside of me. And he will help me with anything. And we will overcome. I didn't have time, but there's another one of his passages where he said that if you get in a pit, he will jump in the pit with you. Father God, thank you for the chance to come in here tonight and open up this Bible and read it. This is my family, and I love them. I pray that when everybody walks out of here tonight, they walk out with the attitude, wow, I got an answer. I know what to do. I'm never alone, and I'm going to make it because I'll never face anything that God the Holy Ghost inside of me won't help me out, and you won't. And Father, if there's somebody right now going through stuff and they came in tonight, I pray that they'll just go home tonight and sit and learn to work with you and crank that engine up. Just crank it up. Fire that big bad boy up and get that Holy Ghost inside of him and working it all out. Turn it all for the good. That's how we know all things then work together for the good because we've prayed about it in the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping everybody in this room tonight. If they don't have the prayer life they need, help them get it. Help them kick it up into gear and get it going. In Jesus' name, everybody said, God bless every one of you. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.